This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where new signings are guaranteed a great debut. Join and choose your welcome offer at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live. Because you shouldn't have to change teams, even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small-town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working-class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Hello everybody, welcome back to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, head of another massive game for Burnley this weekend down at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Tottenham Hotspur, obviously. Um, I'm recording this on Friday, so that's the day after the North London derby and I went into that game hoping that Arsenal would win it, which made me feel dirty, I'm not going to lie, not the biggest fan of Arsenal and I, I won't say I've got a soft spot for Tottenham, but out of the two teams, it's Tottenham. Um... But Tottenham won. They absolutely murdered them. To be fair, they went down to 10 men um, quite early on, did Arsenal. Um, but still, Tottenham murdered them. They were very, very good. And I was watching that game thinking, 
shit, they're going to absolutely batter us. They were they were really good with Tottenham, to be fair. Um, I did watch the game, like I said. It made me worry, especially with the news that James Tarkovsky is out, or it looks like he'll be out. We'll go into that in a little bit. Um, but we know Ben Mee's out. We know Ashley Westwood's out. We know Mate Vidra's out. Um, Jack Cole could be out as well. Um, and we know Jay Rodriguez is out. So we might as well play the under-8s at this stage, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, this week's pre-game show, it is going to be just me. Uh, I know some of you like that, some of you may not. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get a Spurs fan. The guy that we normally have on from the last word on Spurs, he was busy doing some stuff um, in London, that, that day London. Um, so he couldn't come on. And I asked another lad, but he was busy doing shows of his own today from yesterday, if that makes sense. So having a look at the North London derby. Um, so it is a shame. Like I said, I know some of you do like um, just just me. So fingers crossed, those of you are watching or listening. If you are watching on YouTube and you want to listen on the podcast on your drive, feel free to search for Turfcast Podcast on your favourite podcast supplier. And the same goes if you're listening on the podcast, you think, oh, I'll watch this on YouTube. Then just search for Turfcast Podcast on YouTube. And one thing I do want to do before we crack on is thank you so much. We now have 1,000 subscribers. Get in there. I did a bit of a push towards the end, didn't I? I think I needed about 60-odd a couple of weeks ago, and I did a bit of a push. But I've never only been one to beg for people to, to subscribe and stuff like that i've just just asked for you to like the video and i'll just use this point now to to please like the video if you're watching just pause it like the video it really does help the algorithm um but yeah thank you so much for getting us to one thought it's taken longer than probably 95 percent of channels ever in the history of the world um but we got there um and like I said, i've never been one to beg for followers uh, subscribers because i always felt like the you'll subscribe if you like the content so apart from the last two weeks, the majority of you are here because you like the content. So that to me means uh, quite a lot. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm recording this Friday morning. I think Jackson's press conference is going to be uh, Friday afternoon. So any news that does come out from that, I will miss. But I think we can pretty much guarantee um, what it's going to be like. It's going to be about um, Jay missing the game. It's going to be about Tarkin missing the game. Um, I want to go into that a little bit because... I put a post up on Turfcast uh, yesterday saying that uh, Jay and Tarke will be um, available, um, but it turns out that um, they won't be because, um, well, basically the club put a video on their YouTube channel and on their socials, uh, apparently, of um, the lads in training and they put um, a clip of Tarke in it training and a clip of Jay Rodriguez in it training. So the Berlin Express saw this and responded to this, as did other people on socials. Obviously, the Berlin Express is a well-respected newspaper, so you see it in the Berlin Express and you get excited. But they responded to that and said, uh, James Sarkovsky and Jay Rodriguez look to have overcome their hamstring issues and will could be ready for um, the final three games in Burnley's, in Burnley's season. Um then some rumours came out, like I said, that this this footage was old footage. Uh, people were commenting on our post and the Burnley Express post saying it's old footage. And I, so I reshared it saying, oh, maybe not, maybe not, maybe it is old footage. Um, then all of a sudden the Burnley Express article went missing. They deleted it. Um, and then the Burnley Express journalist who wrote the article came out and said, um, yeah, it turns out that it's old footage. And I don't, a lot of people gave, uh, I think it was down at the Burnley Express, some criticism for it. I don't think Dan's at fault here. I don't think the club should be putting up old footage. And if they do, and as, as some of you know, I used to work at a football club. And as some of you know, as I've just said, some of you work at a football club, but we did put up old footage every now and then because, you know, if you can't get down to training for whatever reason, 
um, or you know, it's, or you, your workload is too much that week. You will just put up our footage and say, "Lads, preparing for the next game." It's it's just a trick of the trade. But you would go through it with a fine tooth comb to make sure that there was no injured players in there, um, sold players because that's sometimes how all the footage was, or you know, anything like that. Or or or, or if we had a new signing at training or a try list, you would make sure that they were not in the footage. So. It's 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 a pretty juvenile mistake, I'll be honest, from the club. I know there's been a lot of changes in the backroom staff. And one thing I will say, I'm not criticising them too much because the socials have been so much better since the changing in staff and since Dyche's depart, departure. Um, but that was a big mistake. That was a big mistake. And it kind of makes you realise why Dyche was so against stuff being shared so much because now it's created this big stir. We all thought Tarky and Jay were playing turns out they're not um so yeah hopefully the club learned from that one but it, it was a bit of a big mistake and like i said the the the, the journalist at the moment has got a bit of stick for it but not for me i don't think it's his fault being a former journalist myself i'd have i'd have done the same i'd have written an article on that uh, some people said he probably should have checked his facts but the club shouldn't have put the video out for me um so it's one of them but um yeah i think that was a bit of a debacle weren't it but it turns out that it it was all footage and it looks like they're not playing just to give you some information that I've been given. I've never been one of these people that's that sort of like spouts it on socials and go, Oh, I've heard about this. Um, but apparently Jay could feature in the last two games, uh, but talk is out for the season. That's what I've been told. Um, off a source, um, not, and not the source that you're probably all thinking of, um, uh, somebody else. Um, apparently Tarky's hamstring tear is, is grade two, which means he'll be out for six to eight weeks. So you probably won't see Tarky in the Burnley shirt again. Um, but that isn't, um, concrete. Like I said, it's just somebody that's told me that, um, it's not the club who said it. It's not somebody who knows him personally. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, with that one. Fingers crossed. I am wrong because obviously we need Tarky at the back. I am worried that uh, I mean, people will always say Kevin Long. Oh, he does a job for you, blah blah blah. But for me, I, I just don't. He's nowhere near good enough for the Premier League, is he? Let's be fair. He's a, a mid-table to lower-end Championship defender at best. And the fact that we're playing him in the Championship in 2022 in a relegation battle when we need to stay up just proves how poor the recruitment has been over the years. And that's, I will say, that's including the last two windows. Even though we've clearly made major steps in the last two windows, but um, we've always we've always needed another better defender. Um, than, than long a better fourth choice defender it's, it's unfortunate that our main two defenders are out of course it is but you always need a better fourth choice than that I mean obviously we we got stung a little bit in the Ben Gibson incident um so you know maybe we haven't brought one in because of that but I, I just feel that Kevin Long isn't good enough and I think he will get exposed against the likes of Harry Kane and, and Son at the weekend but let's go into the weekend's football then because obviously there's not just us playing there is um, a few games this weekend. Obviously, we're on Sunday. I think, in fact, I think all games are on Sunday. There might be a couple on Monday, but looking on your screen now, if you're watching on the podcast, yeah, there's there's one on Monday and one on Tuesday. Just looking at that. So Tottenham Burnley is the first game, so we are the early kickoff, twelve o'clock, um, which is good and bad. I always say it's good and bad. Um, it's it's good in the sense that we're not going to go into that game with too much pressure on us, more than what's already on us anyway. Um, because if we played after Leeds, for example, and Leeds won, there'd be so much pressure on us um, to get something out of that Tottenham game. And I think we'd end up opening up too much and then potentially um, just just losing the match um, by quite a bit. But I think on this instance, I think we're going to sit back, hopefully frustrate them. Uh, and like we did at the turf, obviously we got a goal from a set piece at the turf uh, and managed to win. I don't think that will be the scenario this time, um, but fingers crossed we'll be able to get something out of it. But I think we're going to need to defend for our lives. 
at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But that's the first game this weekend. Then Villa Palace, irrelevant to us. Uh, then Leeds-Brighton, massive. That one, in my opinion, that game is bigger than our game. And hear me out on that because I think we go into that game and we definitely get beat. It's not a free hit, but I think we definitely get beat. There's no free hits at this time of the year anymore. It would be a free hit normally, but not anymore. Um, we need we need points. We, we need We need points. The Leeds game is bigger than our game because Leeds can look at that game and think we can get something out of this. A big Ellen Road atmosphere, you know, take take the game to Brighton early on, get an early couple of goals, get really in the faces because Brighton sometimes don't like that. And then hopefully for, for them, get, get a win. But obviously we're going to hope that, you know, that isn't the case. Um, so if we lose our game, I would not be bothered if Leeds lost theirs. Obviously I want to get a point. I want to get a win. Um but I think if Leeds lose theirs, I'm, honestly, I'm so worried about that Leeds-Brighton game. I'll be honest with you. I am so, so worried about that Leeds-Brighton game. I think they, I know I know people will say, oh, they've just beaten Spurs and Arsenal away from home. They've got the best away record in the league outside the top six. I'm aware of all of that. But I don't know. I just think Leeds can shit house the way to a result there. Maybe a 1-0 win or even a 1-1. And that obviously takes them above us. Um, so, and then, if, and then if they win that, they'll take the confidence into the last game away at Brighton. And then they can potentially get something from that as well. But yeah, that that Leeds Brighton game, in my opinion, is bigger than ours. And then you've also got Watford Leicester, irrelevant to Wolves. What Watford are down? West Ham Man City, irrelevant. Wolves Norwich, irrelevant. Everton Brentford. Now, Everton should be out of it, and I do think ultimately they will be okay. I'll just bring the league table up for those of you watching on um, on the YouTube channel. Because Everton, like I said, they should have been out of it. They played Watford at the weekend at Watford, and you know they'd lost eleven games in a row at Vicarage Road. Watford had what was it, eight players out? They made eight changes. Um, I don't know where all these injuries came from, but they had lots and lots of injuries, and Watford couldn't really put out. I kept cracking the joke online that they were playing the Watford eight, uh, Watford under eights, and it practically was that. I'm, obviously, it's on your screen now on YouTube. We'll just make it bigger so you can see it. Right, so there's the league table. So forget Watford and Norwich, they're gone. Leeds currently occupy the last relegation place in 18th on 34 points. They've lost their last three in a row. Then Burnley come next in 17th on 34 points. We've lost our last one, but we've won three out of the last four. Then come Everton. They've won two of the last three and they're unbeaten in three. But they should have won at Watford. They should have won at Watford. That was a big chance for Everton to be on 38 points. And does any of us realistically see Burnley getting four points in these last two games and then going above Everton. I don't. If they'd have been if they've had four points cushion, but they don't. Now they've only got a two point cushion. So one win for us sees us go above Everton. We can win at Villa. And I know they've just murdered us. We can win there though. They're hitting miss. So if Brent if Brentford beat Everton, they're again looking down the barrel because they've got Palace at, they've got two home games of it and so I do still think they'll be alright but they've got Palace at home after that then they've got Arsenal away on the last day of the season if it goes to at the last day of the season for Everton and we are within catching distance or above them they're in big trouble do I think it'll go to the last game for Everton? No I think they'll probably win the next two I think the Goodison atmosphere against Chelsea fair play to him was sensational they proper dragged them over the line they really, really dragged Everton over the line that day. The performance was great as well, um, but I really do think the crowd dragged them over the line. Um, so I do think they'll probably win them both, if not get four points, and then that will see them on 40 points and they'll be safe. But if it goes into the last day of the season for Everton, then I worry for them. 
I really do. But I do ultimately think it's going to be between us and Leeds, of course. Everyone knows that Leeds have got Brighton next and then Brentford. We've obviously got... They've only got two games left. Uh, us and Everton have got three. Um, but obviously, we've got Tottenham away, Villa away, and then an informed Newcastle at home. Um, the Newcastle game I do see is winnable. The Villa game I do see is winnable. This weekend, I just see it as damage limitation, unfortunately, which is good, probably a good thing that we don't have a uh, Tottenham fan on because I wouldn't want to be saying that to a Tottenham fan. But yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this weekend, if I'm being honest. I know some people will say that we, you know, we've already beaten them once this season, and that's fair enough. You know, we've already spoken briefly on that one. Obviously, we were really good that day, and that was a um, only the third win of the season at the time, I think it was. Uh, obviously, it should have been postponed. Uh, sorry, it was postponed. It should have been earlier in the season, but obviously, because of the snow, it got postponed. Um, under soil eating, apparently. Uh, we don't have it. It does. Uh, we do, uh, should I say. Um, but yeah, it's um, we can take confidence from that game. Honestly, I really think we can. We can take confidence from that game because we were very good that game. Tottenham struggled to break us down, but I do think we are better defensively under Dyche, or should I say were better defensively under Dyche than what we are now. I thought we were very, very poor um, defensively. Um, not all the games against Jackson, just the Villa game. I think we, I think he got it wrong, if I'm being honest with you. I think Jackson got the um, tactics wrong. I think the defence was too high um, and it got exposed too easily. Uh, I, I do, and I wrote in my Lanks Live column this week that lessons need to be learned. And we can use that and learn from it, especially when we play Villa again because we will hopefully sit back against them and try and hit, hit them on the break. If we push too far forward against Villa, they'll just expose us again. They will just expose us with that ball over the top. Obviously, we saw two goals. Um, no, yeah, the, the, the first goal and the third goal was just through sheer pace. Um, and the second goal, again, was just from us not picking, Dwight McNeil not picking his man up. So um, if we eradicate their mistakes and go to Villa Park and defend better... I do still think we can get a result. Do I think we will? No, um, but that's that's a different debate. We'll we'll do the we'll do with the Villa predictions on the on the Villa prediction show. But um, yeah, for this one, I'll be honest. I'm not looking forward to it. Um, if we'd have beaten Villa, we'd have gone into it with some. I'll just bring the league table back up for those of you watching on on YouTube. We'd have gone into it with a three point gap, knowing that Leeds had to get four points on their last two games, and they probably won't do that, in my opinion. Um, if they beat Brighton, it could change, obviously. But I'd, I, I, I'd, I'm worried about that game, like I said earlier. But I do think Brighton will avoid defeat at the very least. I don't see Brighton getting beat there. They're a decent side this season. They've, they started the season really well, Brighton. And they had a blip in the middle where they were terrible. And now they seem to be really good again, um, which is good for us because we're not playing them now when Leeds are. Um, so, uh, fingers crossed for that one. But the main one for me this weekend, obviously, I've been watching the Burnley game and I'm not actually going to watch the Leeds game because I've been watching these games. I say that, probably will. I've been watching these games recently. It's given me too much anxiety. Um, so, I'll probably try and not watch it. Plus, it's the missus's birthday on Monday. So, we'll probably want to have a meal at some point. So, hopefully, I'm not too depressed on that meal. Uh, apologies, my camera seems to have frozen there uh, on YouTube. There we go. It's back. It's back. I don't know why it does that. Um, but predictions, honestly, let me know in the comments below what you think your predictions are. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough one this week. I've just been looking at the team from when we played Tottenham at home. Um, and they played similar to what they are being played, what they have been playing recently. So it's sort of like a 3-5-2-1. Um, Louise, Emerson, Royale, Romero, Dyer, Davis, Sessignon, Bentaker, and Hoiberg, sort of like in the double pivot. Uh, and then you've got Kulachevsky, probably pronounced that wrong, and then Son and Kane up front. So we did well to not concede to them, to be fair. Um, so we could go into that with some confidence, like I said, and I do think we will. However, 
our defence was Port Roberts talking me, talking me, not there. Peters. Some people have called for Peters to be back in the side after after the Villa game. I think that's probably a bit premature, if I'm being honest. I like Peters. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Uh, but Taylor's had one bad game. All right, he got he was very bad against Villa, but he's had one bad game. Um, the midfield, Lennon Court, Brown, and McNeil. And then up top, it was Veghorst and Rodriguez. So it's probably going to be Veghorst and Barnsley again this weekend um, because J-Rod is injured, Vidra's injured. Um, the team is my... This will be the team. My, my guess of the team will be Pope in goal, obviously. Then you've got Roberts and it's going to be Long and Collins, whichever way them two go. Uh, and I do think Charlie Taylor will play. I wouldn't mind seeing Peters come in. And you know what? If we are going to bring Peters in, I'd probably maybe play a five at the back and put Peters within the three centre-halves, just to show that up, because, like I said earlier, the main two are missing. Long is not good enough for me. So I wouldn't be... You know what, in fact? Yeah, I'm going to change formation. I'm going to play 4-5-1, sod it. We just need to to crawl over the line. We need to go to Tottenham and stink the place out. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how annoyed people get. I don't care what the pundits say. When Adrian Doon criticised it on TalkSport, on his on his little show afterwards, he can say what he wants because he hates it when we go to places and sit back, but I do not care. Go there, sit back, stink the place out. Make them haters. Proper sit. Like, sit on the goal line if you can. Just build, build a wall. 4-5-1. Then I would have... Um, what's, Brownell in the middle with alongside Dale Stevens. Cork's out, uh, allegedly. Cork's out. So who else is going to come in there? Obviously, West is out. So it's a tough one, that one. I'd have McNeil and Lennon on the wings just for some width. And Lennon's, he's not got the best end product, but he's, he's pacey. Um, and so I think he could help us with any counter attacks and he can get back quickly if needed. Um, so I would play them too. Same with McNeil. Uh, but you just need to drum it into McNeil this week. Stick with your men. Do your defensive job because he didn't do it last week. He played well going forward and Simon on the on the full-time show actually gave him the man of the match. And I kind of half agreed because nobody else really deserved it because he was the only person trying to get us up the pitch. But he was so bad that that, that that particular moment where he didn't pick his runner up and the second goal was his fault in my opinion. And then up front, just Fekos on his own. But try not to lump it up to him. Get Vegos to come in into the midfield, pick the ball up. And then if we are counter-attacking, get Lennon and McNeil on the wings, overlapping. And then hopefully Vegos can catch up and play him in. And then they can play him back in and, and 1-0. You no, know? It sounds so simple, doesn't it? It isn't. We probably will get murdered. I'm not looking forward to this one. Um, but like I said, as long as Leeds lose at home to Brighton, that's all that matters to me. But that's it for this week's pre-game show. Apologies I couldn't get a Tottenham fan on this week. I was going to do a this sort of vibe for the Villa one because we've just had a Villa fan on the on the channel. Um, so it seems strange having the Villa fan back on, but I'll try and get the Villa fan back on this time just to pick his brains about how the game went at the turf and how he thinks if the game at Villa Park is going to be any different or if, or if he feels that... Because they made quite a few changes for that Burnley game. He was saying, I remember him saying that um, he didn't want Coutinho in the middle because Coutinho's been poor. They've just signed him now, obviously, permanently. Um, so it'd be, they, they made the changes by getting him out and putting a few other players in. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. Whether they continue to do that or they bring Coutinho back, uh, they might play a different sort of game at home. Um, and hopefully we've learned, as I've said, by not playing that high line and sitting back a little bit. But yeah, that's it for this week's pre-game show. Like I said, apologies I couldn't get a Tottenham fan on. I'll get a Villa fan on instead. Um, I will be doing a full-time show after the Tottenham game. I'll probably do it straight on full-time because we all want to watch the Leeds-Brighton game, don't we? Um, so I'll do a full-time show pretty much as soon as full-time whistle goes. Half an hour, bish, bash, bosh. I said we all want to watch it. I just said I weren't going to watch it. Uh, bish, bash, bosh. Get it done. Half an hour, 45-minute job. And then we're going to all go and watch the Leeds game. Hopefully see Leeds lose. Um, 
could have done a Leeds watch along, but I'm not going to because of the anxiety. Nobody wants that. I'm not going to do a Burnley watch along either because we're just going to get murdered. So I will definitely do a full time show on the full time whistle. I'll do a 60 second review after the game as well and then straight into the Villa game, the Villa pregame show. So thanks for watching. See you next time. If you haven't already, please like the video and please subscribe to the channel. Podcast Network. Vive la acción, la pasión, el drama de los creadores de los musicónicos. En tus pelis favoritas, llega el As Featured in Meal. Ordena el As Featured in Meal y escoge entre un quarter pounder with cheese, Big Mac o McNuggets de 10 piezas para acompañar unas papitas medianas, sweet and sour sauce y una bebida. En carteleras ahora, para pa pa pa. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.